With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. Unless, of course, you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's December 9th, 2020. I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. Joining me as soon as possible, co-host extraordinaire Cameron Hawkins. Uh, but in the meantime... And in between time, we go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. Uh, This is an interactive show, so please reach out and contact us in one or all of the various ways. If you want to have your voice heard on the show, there are two ways to go about it. First way, get in line. Talk to us. Live on air. Hit us up, and uh, Cam and I will speak to you tonight. Hit the Constellation line at 347-202-0103. Once again, the live call-in number is 347-202-0103. If you want your voice heard but you can't call us live, you can always drop us a voicemail. Voicemail is there for you. Uh, It gives you three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, pose comments, rant, rave, whatever you got. The voicemail is there for you. Voicemail can be reached at Four one five seven eight seven five two two nine. Once again, the voicemail line is four one five seven eight seven five two two nine. You can always find us and drop us an email. Mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Indicate somewhere in the subject or body of the email which uh, segment, VIP or non-VIP, that you want your email read in. You can find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at TravLord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E-Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. Go over there, give us a like, uh, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it. <clears throat> Y'all know how it go. Um, I'm, I'm watching, I have uh, war games on in the background, and I did not see this during the show, and I didn't see like a commercial of it during. Uh, the, the the replay that I've watched, 
but the uh, War Games ring that they're selling now, like the you know the collectible, you know the toy. It's not front. Call it what it is. The toy, the toy War Games ring. It's, it's legit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are all the ways to get at us. Call us, voicemail us, email us, tweet us, Facebook us. Uh, so many ways. No excuses. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk to our good pal, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, man. How's everything? Yeah, you know, things are cool. Good. Good. Good to hear. Um, yeah, we got some topics. Where do you want to start? Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> where do I want to start? The same place I want to end forever. Um, Sting is all elite, Travis. The man they call Sting is all elite. Yeah, he is. And I think this is one of those weeks, uh, maybe the first of many weeks to come where AEW is the D A story and possibly the B and C story. Certainly the B story this week. Uh, But, but yeah, we had the, the the pay-per-view, which led to, which led to uh, title change, which led to impact being revealed as the, well, not even the pay per view. Remember, this was on. This was like a special. Oh, not even the pay per view. It was the the. Yes, you're right. It was the Winter's Coming TV event. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Not a pay per view. Felt like it though. Uh, you know, yeah, that was good for sure. Getting that, getting it to feel like that. Um, but yeah, uh, where you want to start specifically uh, with Sting? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Richard and I talked about it last week when, you know, right after it happened, and my question still stands, what's Sting going to do? Yeah, and and being the investigative journalist that we are, we've done the research. Um, so, you know, apparently, you know, Sting was really unsatisfied with his WWE run, Um which, you know, I think we all kind of felt was messed up from the jump. Like, there's no reason Triple H should have beat Sting. You know, like, just, just there's no purpose to that. Um, Triple H is an established talent. Triple H has lost a million WrestleMania matches, and it has not hurt him. Like, he's fine. Like, like uh, but whatever, right? But, you know, between booking and injuries, you know, Sting's WWE run was certainly disappointing, uh, you know, for him and other people. And so he wants a chance to rectify that on a big stage. You definitely understand the motivation. And, uh, yeah, now he's part of AEW. He seems to be a kind of player coach in the sense. Um, You know, it's in Darby Allen's corner. You could definitely see the parallels between them, between at least Crow Sting and a Darby Allen. Um, And in some cases, even a a Surfer Sting, being the young guy a lot of people think has next. You know, that's there too. So, there's parallels there, um, you know, um, and apparently that that goofy ass T-shirt that he had on uh, is like the hottest selling T-shirt in AEW history in like a one week period. 
For whatever Sting is or is not, Sting is money. <laughs> Sting will absolutely get you paid. Because motherfuckers I mean, for that alone, I, I say, well, hey, what's Sting going to do? Well, sell you merch. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. what more can be said? That was, uh, I still, like, what's he going to do? He's not going to, can't see him wrestling. Maybe once, maybe once, a, six months from now. Uh, but besides that, it's never, you know, Sting's not like Mr. Personality where he's going to go out there and are we supposed to believe? You don't he, want like, to hear he says, anything he has to say about anything. Yeah, and especially I don't want to hear him. This is not a slight, this is not a dig at AEW, but he, I don't want to hear Sting going out there faking about how much he, the old AEW, whatever he would say to put over AEW. Even if he believes it, I don't, it's just not going to, like, whatever. Travis, AEW is right. Because you're, <laughs> yeah. Because you're plugged in and paying attention. Like, I don't get that feeling from Sting ever. Even when he was on TV three times a month. Uh, Yeah. So Sting is good for Sting. And, like, that's not, that sounds like it's, like, a a dig. It's not a dig. Sting is very good for Sting. Like, like, genuinely. Um, For whatever... Whatever emotion he invokes in people, whatever feeling he, he brings in, whatever nostalgia, whatever feeling of strength, he is very good at that. Like, like there, there's no way around it, right? Um, like, he's just not – I don't know if Sting's a good number two to anybody. I don't know if we've ever seen a situation where Sting's a strong mentor to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not him. So I don't know how to feel about elder statesman Sting. You know, um, there's no evidence – that it won't work, but there's less evidence that it will because, to me, everything he's done outside of 1998, after 1998, just hasn't been any good. You know what I mean? Like, it just hasn't been a lot to it. So I think Sting's great at having a look. Uh, Tony Schiavone adds so much to who Sting is. Like, there are great things about him. I'm just like, what can he add to what anybody else is doing is what I'm curious about. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even too. I'm not necessarily sold on the, the partnership or whatever you would call it, mentorship with Darby Allen. Just Sting is gonna Sting is gonna co-sign on the guy that threw himself off a half pipe for no reason, and that routinely does dumb, idiotic shit in the guise of wrestling. And I'm not saying he wouldn't do it. They would say, hey, Sting, can you do this? And he'd do it. Like, all right. But it would be like, this is fucking phony bullshit. Like, this mm-hmm. doesn't work. This isn't work. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm dubious on the, on the Sting signing. It's from a fan's perspective, from a, not fan Sting fanboy perspective from just a regular kind of just you know what's going to happen next. I, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting either way. That's always the uh, that's always the thing. Like, well, whatever's going to happen is going to be worth talking about. Absolutely. So, 
All right, now uh, let's get into the uh, real big story of the last seven days. So last week we had Kenny Omega uh, uh, defeat Moxley and take the AWA, AWA, AEW world title, uh, help of Don Callis and (laughs) 10 finishing moves, uh, which I think... Kenny Haywood and Mike. Uh, yeah, well, once you hit the man with ten finishers, like I'm not even mad that you hit him in the with the with the mic anymore. What you got to do? No, I'm just saying, like, 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 why wasn't the big betrayal mic spot the finish? And then it's like, well, mm. now he won the title. You hit him with the mic. And then, no, that doesn't like, oh, okay, sure. Then that led to the, directly to the finish. Cool. Yeah, it led directly to 10 finishes. And it's just, why even, why, yeah. So, but whatever, that's not the, that's not the point. Uh, Omega wins. Don Callis helped him win. And... Basically, if you want to know what happened, what he's going to do now, you got to watch Impact on Tuesday, yesterday. And, you know, it was all a buzz last week. AEW and Impact working together. What's this this going to be about? What's going to happen? And then last night happened, and we got uh, (laughs) – and we got Kenny Omega on Impact. And we've got the the first visuals or first real official visuals of Impact and AEW working together, and uh, and they pulled it off. I I, I think um, I'm not going to talk about Impact as a whole, like the show, because I didn't watch Impact as a whole as a show. Okay. I did, I did. Right. Like I watched okay. it. It's cool. Um, you know, you get a good. Like Chris Bay match, which is always good. Um, but the women's tag match was good. I can do without EY and Rhino in twenty twenty, like right. you know, that's that's at least fifteen years too late, at most twenty years too late. Um but you know, whatever. Um it's just such a, a shame and this is part of this is just doing business, right? Like I understand, but it's such a shame that all of Impact's greatest moments are people who are somewhere else. Like, all of them. Because if you watch on the Twitch stream, they don't show actual commercials, but they're showing uh, the best of TNA and the best of Impact. And it's all guys who are somewhere else. Or women who are long gone. Yeah. Like all of them. And it's just like, damn. Like, that's that sucks. Right. Like, yeah, I can't think of anything in the last five years that uh, a positive like that would go on that like, do they have anything of, of from the impact from the official impact days to go on their little loop that they play yeah, there was there was impact stuff like there was aces and eight stuff you know no no no, no. <laughs> okay okay uh impact as it's known like today no no no, no. That's, that's what i was saying like they really don't um, yeah. that that I I mean there's if if they they could put some of their like ultimate X stuff or some of their X division stuff that has been really really good the hard thing about it is 
it's all been, you know, pandemic wrestling. Like, they signed Chris Bay February 16th. Well, they don't have you know that I mean? well, They don't have footage from two, nothing happened two years ago that's worth, but no, they didn't do a big angle three years ago that's worth including in that loop. Nothing happened. I mean, I wonder if they showed the Lashley the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if the Lashley stuff was in there. Like, I, I was not watching all the commercials, but, like, I wonder sure, if that sure. Like, that would be like, okay. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm getting into the minutiae. Yeah. But okay, but but overall a decent, uh, fine show. You're saying impact wise, like with yeah. how they produce mm-hmm. the show. Um, we get a paid yep. ad, quote unquote paid ad from Tony Khan. It's like a two minute long promo, basically that they uh, that they sold as a paid ad, and yeah, it worked. It worked really well, actually. Uh, Tony Khan just standing there, just kind of being petulant, trying to. Not be a poor, poor sport, and you know it, it was so many layers. Like he's not the like they're positioning the company AEW as heel. All right, they're champions are heel, their tag champs are heel, and the owner, even though he's feuding with or you know is in conflict with the uh, champion. He's kind of, you know, kind of a scumbag how he's doing it. Like, yeah, you know, I could buy Impact, but those guys are lying. And, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a fine line that they probably going to have to walk on forward. Maybe week one, you're just like, hey, let's just go all out. Let's just tell the story we want to tell and things will shake out. And, and I, I, I actually agree with that strategy. Tony Khan, again, that promo, that it paid ad, was really good. Uh, and then the uh, pro, then the interview itself, then uh, Omega's actual, you know, they waited for the main event. They did that, you know, not the obvious way to go. Uh, built it up and had Josh Matthews uh, interview interview uh, Omega. And on, was he on? Were they on his bus or like outside? They were they were sitting in the trailer. They, they were in okay. They were inside the bus or the trailer. <laughs> that that Tony Khan made sure we knew he he paid for it. Set up. And, Omega, mm-hmm. and Omega and then Khan's not bitter. He's not mad. He's just you know. <laughs> and 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 it was a good interview. And it was Omega. Omega being full of himself, he's, he's being a conspiracy guy with calling calling Josh Matthews a uh, um, you know Stanford Stooge, and like I'm like Josh Matthews hasn't worked with WWE almost a decade. It's like longer. Like what, what's happening here? And that's that's what know. that's what they be calling that's the deep state, right? But it's <laughs> uh, but it was. Uh, but it was really good, really well done, and a good start to to the brand feud that I guess is going to happen, or at least interaction, if not outright feud. I think they want to play it as a working partnership. I, I do not. I told Rich this uh, yesterday. We were talking about. So I do not, do not want to. Just don't do an invasion. We're not 
got taken over. You can have Tony Khan say snide lines like, "Hey, I could buy uh, I could buy Impact," but nobody's taking over anything. That's so corny. That's so unbelievable. Nobody's gonna. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, if they can do, they can get the psychology half as good as CZW and Ring of Honor got it back in 06 and 07 when those companies had their working partnership <clears throat> over a six-month, eight-month, however long this the, the thing went. That would be that would be cool. But no invasions, no... You know, bragging rights is fine. Having having the good brothers beat you know beat uh, beat because um, I assume Omega's gonna wipe them. Like Rich Swan is the Impact Champion. Like wow, that's mm. so. I assume yeah. there's gonna be Omega. I mean, him Omega's gonna weekend. beat the shit. Yeah, him and Chris Bay um, this weekend. Uh, oh, he and Chris oh. Bay this weekend are going to be, um, yeah, for the, for the title. And crazy thing, I don't know if you saw this, but this is the second time, Travis, since there's been, like, pay-per-view wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. And my, so this we're talking 35 years two, almost. Second time two black guys have gone one-on-one for that company's world title on pay-per-view. Yeah. The second time. And, and the, I mean, the obvious, like no doubt about it, main event of the show. This is number yeah. two. I, I thought the interesting part was it would have been three technically, but uh, they switched Lashley versus Booker Bobby T. Bobby Lashley and, uh, yeah. including uh-huh. and uh, Finley. Put Finley and in the match. Finley. Yeah. Finley, Finley in the match. Because that, that, that made it more marketable. Got to add Finley yeah. to the fucking match. I remember that shit. Yeah. That yeah. is what went down. But, yeah. So, uh, maybe Bay wins, and I think... I've never seen the guy wrestle, but I don't know. Kid's really good. I, 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 I have to assume he's... Um, not that Rich Swan is bad. Just like, come on. He's just not a guy. If you got a national company, he's just a tough guy. What the fuck is... What? So if he can get yeah. on a guy that's at least an up and comer and and good, that's much better than just having a good pro wrestler who's not a star because Rich Swan isn't a star, and neither is Chris Bay. But again, at least he's <laughs> this guy's the limit, at least theoretically. Uh-huh. Uh So maybe oh, it yeah. wouldn't be such a throwaway oh, kind of like obvious match. I still think. Omega would, would would they would have Omega go over whoever's the Impact Champion, but having the good having the Good Brothers having uh, Anderson and Gallows beat up on uh, <laughs> beat the shit out of the Young Bucks would be a nice balancer and you know show that you know Impact has something worth worth talking about and worth uh, you know paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And then all the Impact women should watch anybody. I don't even know who they are, but they got to be better than me. That's not so much the case anymore. 
All right. Interesting. Tonight will be interesting because it had the, at, the, at the end of the interview, there was a, a hook was, you know, you, you know find out t- tomorrow on Impact. Or, I'm sorry, on Dynamite. I don't remember. It was something simple. I'm just not remembering exactly what it was. Uh, it's MJF and uh, Orange Cassidy for Dynamite Diamond Ring. And then well, yeah, Sting that's the, that's the, the card. But Omega, like, had something he was going to say or something. Like, he kind of gave us mm. a, a hook of his own. I just don't remember. It was real basic, too, but, like, kind of fundamental to, you know, selling the next show. Uh, so I think they're, uh, they've already done a good job uh, right there getting people to know, getting, getting that impact audience, as small as it might be giving them something to, if you watch Impact, I'm sure you're probably like, oh, well, we got to watch Dynamite tomorrow. And then if you didn't, and you hear about all this stuff, you, they might keep the same audience they did last week. They might grow that audience they had for Sting's return, where I think they topped out at just under a million, you know, 944,000, something like that. Um, they might be able to do that the whole show and Maybe pop a bigger number. Maybe get want to get to 1.1 million for for Sting's appearance, or for maybe for uh, Omega's uh, response, or or, or you know. So I think more than Sting, Sting's like might get a certain fan base in, but more than anything, I want to hear what the fuck Omega's got to say. I want to hear what Tony Khan gets in his face. What that's going to be about? Yeah. So I, I I think they're going to build on what they did last week, and uh, NXT is probably in for another uh, significant loss. Yeah, um, and, and and NXT like NXT had a pay per view. Um, That's right. Four games. Not even, uh, you get uh, third third option, third thing to talk, yeah. talk about. You that's get, not, um, and that's not a slight to War Games or anything NXT is doing. It's you know. Yeah, I thought War Games was actually like pretty good. Um, I thought that the, uh, you know, Undisputed Era. It's weird to say Undisputed Era had a good match because they always have a damn good match. But um, yeah, I thought I thought that they were good. Pat McAfee really held his own. Of course, Lorcan and Birch are good. Of course, Dunn is good. I think mm-hmm. giving Kyle O'Reilly the win with that team as a face with no malice in Cole's heart. I think it bodes well for O'Reilly as a solo guy if they go that route. Um, they don't have to, but they're certainly uh, they're certainly setting themselves up that they that they can and they'll be positioned. Yeah. We've been talking about this for you know, about eight weeks now. Positioning Kyle O'Reilly to to make a real serious run in the spring or summer. And yeah. Yeah, again, somebody gets hot and you just go go with them. And O'Reilly's still just there. But yeah, I think. But yeah, good a good show all up and down the all up and down the card. Just another good NXT takeover. I don't think there's been a bad war game. Um at the very least uh, I thought the, the I thought the women's war game match um, was good. I think that 
you know, I know, I know you're not the biggest Ember Moon guy, but man, some of the stuff she was doing in there, mm-hmm. like the Eclipse through two chairs, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's Never, it. yeah, and, Look at and that's always been the saving grace of Ember Moon. Like most, most good pro wrestlers, they're good at the pro wrestling part and not at the, mm-hmm. or they're good at the physical in ring parts, not so much the personality driven talkie part. And yeah, yeah that's no, yeah, sure. always been my issue with her. Oh, I thought, but yeah, she gets in know, there and has a match of the year candidate with Oscar, or she goes in there and is a part of uh, a really good match uh, in this war games. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she's, she's, I think, she's uh, special in the ring. That's for sure. That's why she got yeah, Hartwell in there as like a fifth heel, like having a strong heel presence with with the women. I think is really cool. Um, I don't like the match. I thought that, you know, you get Raina Gonzalez and Rare Ripley in there doing, like, the power stuff, and it looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Um, of course, yeah. Priest, Gargano, and uh, and Ruff was good. So, uh, yeah, just, just so that was my – the match was good, but just like you said with – you have Ripley and, and, uh, and, and, and Gonzalez in there doing – the big, the big woman stuff, the power moves, standing tall, not easily at least, getting, getting, getting taken off their feet. You know, they're not in there selling like Vader, but they're not. Yeah, but that triple threat. Yeah, and it's mostly Priest with the. He's in there with two guys who probably. You know, he's not that big. I was going to say weigh as much as he does together. And he's doing fucking flips. And he did the top rope damn spin kick. Like, fam. You don't need to be... You you, you don't need to be doing that. You can that. do all that, but you don't need to be doing all that. I dig but, it. But you definitely don't need to be doing that when you're in the... It's like if he's in there with Keith Lee... And he's doing that. Like, oh, ooh, look Dij- at that. Dijakovic yeah. doing it against Keith Lee because he has to do it against Keith Lee. Right. Absolutely. Or even the Indian Priest. Like, well, wow, him against Dijakovic or something. Like, what these big motherfuckers doing? Well, no, no, I, I, don't I just meant like that it. being the example. Yeah, I just yes. meant him being the example of, of the thing you're talking about. Absolutely. Right way. Absolutely. But then you're in there with these two little guys who got to do that to you to showcase and to to make their moves that much more in, impactful, but you're doing the same. I don't know. It's just not the best look. <sighs> I don't think that even crosses crosses these guys' minds these days. Uh, and oh, and what's his face? Austin Theory was the. Uh, it was me all along, Austin. You stupid mind. Uh, so yeah, Austin Theory is now under Johnny Gargano's wing as the new North American champion. That wasn't that didn't get the best response, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what can you say? Like, really, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, the guy, he'll probably get his first NXT win now. <laughs> so, if you like Austin Theory, it's like, well, okay, he'll probably be in. Right. Won't be the fucking child. Like, literally, he just never wins. Never wins. 
Um, yeah, anything else uh, uh, about war games that, that's uh, any other individual performance worth uh, acknowledging? Uh, what, what match am I missing? Uh, the two war games, the triple the two threat. war game matches. There was no world title. Oh, the uh, uh, oh, there was no tag titles either. They yeah, I'm like, what match am I missing? Hmm. Got to be something in there. Uh. Yeah. I like Jake Atlas was last week. Um, as I go to check the card, mm-hmm. War Games, War Games, Team Candace, oh, uh, Champa and, and Thatcher, and then Loomis and Loomis and Grimes, no, no wonder. I like Champa and Thatcher, like, I, I, I did, um, Loomis and Grimes I didn't care about, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, I think with Grimes, like, they're so into him being, you know, this this backwoods savage that they just have him doing goofy shit sometimes. I'm like, he's too good for that. They have him doing, like, the good version of that character. Like, yeah. You know, it's not like he's even really slapstick. I'm not sure if it's because his heart's not into it or if he doesn't have good material or if he's just not good at it. Like, he's more of a serious. Like a serious, uh, more serious character, an actual athlete, not a character per se. Yes, this dumb shit. And he's not. I think the he's not that good at being the, the comedy guy. I think that's really what it comes yeah. down to. It. And they're just gonna keep trying, and then it's not gonna work, and then he's gonna be not not as marketable and not as worth as much as he could have been. Again, if he turns out, if you if you get turned, if you're Santino and you think you're gonna, you got this serious MMA gimmick, uh, you know, in the developmental, and you get bought up and you beat the fucking unstoppable monster, and then they turn you into a comedy guy three months later. Well, he he turned that into a Hall of Fame career. Uh, one of the best comedy wrestlers, and you know he's going to go down in his. But everybody ain't into Santino. People ain't getting that. That that's that that is certain. That is absolutely the exception. Uh huh. The rule is <laughs> we use you up for you know six, eight, twelve weeks. You know, fucking try something serious with you, then we completely give up. And next thing you know, you're fucking hip hop hippo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's the that's the, the typical WWE template of comedy wrestlers turn, yeah, you know, serious wrestlers turn comedy roles. That is the trajectory. <sighs> you, you, you hope well. It's NXT. Maybe you know things will be different, but they seem to be uh, going the the more WWE inter- entertaining. Purposeful. Let's let's try instead of just entertaining folks. Let's try to entertain. Obviously different. 
Um, so, yeah, I was the opposite. I, I, I didn't mind the match, the strap match, but uh, the Champa, uh, I, I just really don't give I don't care much for Dexter Loomis, but I really don't give a fuck about that natural guy. And I've come to not care much about Ciampa in the last, in 2020. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. More games. That was a quality show. Another one, another one for for the next two. Oh, and, and really shout out to, to Pat McAfee. I mean, I could have done without yeah. the, the stunt stuff, but if anybody's going to do stunt stuff, it's like, well, the guy that doesn't necessarily uh, know how to you know, do anything else. And and then you see him selling it on the show yeah. the next day. Like, yeah, he's not out there. Like on his personal show. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, at least he gets it. He doesn't have yeah, to do anything. Sure. He could have gone out there and talked about how much of a good time he had and how he loves the guys in Undisputed Era and, you know, saying their real names. Oh, I I, I love Adam, you know, <laughs> whatever, Galaweski or whatever fucker Adam Gold's real name is. Like, those guys are great. Uh, we all went out to the like we all went Adam out to Galaweski. Yeah. He is like... Yeah. Adam Cole has like a more normal name than Adam Cole, actually. Does he? Adam Stewart. Um, Adam Cole's name is Adam Cole has like the most unintentionally black name. Like his name's Austin oh, really? Jenkins. Like Austin Jenkins. He sounds yeah. like a slot receiver. <laughs> his name's Austin Jenkins. Austin with the E in at the end too. That was like Austin City. Yeah. Austin Jenkins. <laughs> Yeah, when I first when I found out uh, Jerry Seinfeld, at least on the show, name was Jerome, blew my fucking mind. Jerome. I was like Jerome. Wow. Name's Jerome. Cool. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's open things up to some folks. Oh. um, I guess that's it. I don't think there's any. I think Roman Reigns was again his his performance on SmackDown uh, uh, was so good. You get the show, and then you get in the main event or whatever in their match, and then he turns on uh, not turns on, but he just starts giving Jay a whooping too. I'm sick of repeating myself. Yeah, he did everything he could. Like you know, he just God damn it, Jay. Are they gonna get another feud out of that when Jay turns to, again? Like when he goes, I don't care about being gotcha. ostracized or just yeah, kind of got it. All right, let's uh, let's talk to some folks. You know what? Before I forget, we had. We had a, a new listener contact uh, contact me on the on, on, on DMs, and he dropped us a voicemail. Uh, Jason, he has a, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jordan, he has a podcast, and yeah, he 
But let me go ahead and play Jordan's voicemail, and we'll answer his question on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jordan Garber of the Jordan Garber Now podcast, and my question for you guys is, besides Dave Meltzer, who is the next greatest professional wrestling journalist of all time? And also, a follow-up question, who's the greatest color commentator of all time? Thanks for allowing me to participate and ask my question, and from the Jordan Garber Now podcast, you guys have a great day. Color commentator. I want to answer that one first. Um, I, I, I think the, the standard bear who set the for good, for better, or for worse, who set the kind of uh, heel color commentator commentator uh, standard, uh, Bobby Heenan. Um, I think I'm gonna. I have to give it to to, to Bobby Heenan. Maybe somebody a little little more modern. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. Everybody's just so overproduced and, and, and mm, these days. But yeah, I'll go with a nice, safe, easy pick, Bobby Heenan. Yeah, I was gonna be right there with you as far as who I've heard. Um, you know who I've liked. Uh, it, it would be Heenan. I guilty pleasure. Really enjoyed uh, Dutch. Snow. Okay. I was going to ask yeah, what's Dutch. his name. Snow. Not Snow. Uh, Don. Uh, what's his name? Don West. Yeah, he was, was uh, also, yeah he's fun. Low key, um, low key, real good. But yeah, he had to he had to grow into that position, and then he got good. <laughs> and then they took him off, uh, and then switched him. Uh, as far as journalists, uh, besides Meltzer, I'm gonna now. I think Wade Keller is like an easy, an easy, uh, especially for for me or for us. But I'm gonna go Jason Powell. Uh, I think he was uh, he, and I'm going strictly scoops. And you know, when 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 Powell left and started .net, all of a sudden the torch wasn't the biggest breaking news site, uh, wrestling site anymore because their main breaking news guy who had all the contacts and knew everybody who, could, who had, you know, the trust of various sources, you know, left and was more shifted to opinion stuff and analyzing more than we got this story first. And also, what's the point of having a story first when, like, how technology changed and shit, and everybody has the answer for the story first. As soon as you put it, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as it breaks, like so, it's not being this important. But I'm going to go with Jason Powell. Yeah, um, I I would go one of those two in that order. Like I'm with you for sure. Mm, okay. And I'm sure there's guys that like it's Insider and J- uh, J- uh, uh, Johnson and. Uh, um, with others, but yeah, Powell's going mm-hmm. to get my Powell's going to get my nod. Uh, all right, let's talk to somebody. Let's uh, let's go to Brooklyn and uh, bring Michael. I'm going to talk to him in a couple weeks. Uh, Mike, what's going on, man? What up? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? You know? Yeah, man. Um, 
pretty interesting shit. Fucking weak on the road. Mm-hmm. Nah. Pardon me, fellas. Pretty um, interesting week. Couple weeks, you know what I mean? Past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, you know, they're in town. What you were saying about the whole city shit um, crap. Now he wants to be the belt collector. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that was a part of his. A part of his. Uh, hey, you know what? I like these belts. Why not? And I get, you know, I get where the Don West shit, I mean the Don Callis thing coming from, you know. Yeah, I, I think uh, under, underplay that part, how they really worked history into the storyline. You know, said, yeah, I even took a job over in New Japan just to keep an eye on on Kenny. He's always been, you know, hey, oh, way yeah. to Way to weave real life into a, a, a cogent, you know, something that really makes sense and people can, can, but can buy into. I thought Callis was always underrated anyway from when he was um, Cyrus, you know what I mean, the, the, the TV dude in the dying days of the original ECW when he brought up Rhino and Cyrus the Virus. Yeah, yeah, the the network. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that boy's been going strong time. for a smooth 20 years, ain't he? Huh? Yeah, that's yeah, He's been going man. strong for, for a smooth 20 years. That's a fucking job. Shit, maybe longer than that. Remember the truth took the South African truth of it? Kerrigan and Beast Wear and all those dudes. But I'm thinking that, though. I mean, I like it. <laughs> Booyah. I, I, I kind of like where it's, where it's going. You know, I can see, you know, at least so far. Yeah, so at least, so you far. know, a couple of days in. <laughs> but I do yeah, have I faith. Mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I'd love to be, I'd love to be pessimistic and talk about, oh, this ain't going to work. I don't see how this is going to, man, I think both companies, AEW and Impact, Power dynamics are obviously different from like Ring of Honor and CZW when they're working partnership uh, uh, 12, 15 years ago. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, but I, think, I, I, I just think they'd be willing to, to play ball, and I don't think AEW would take advantage and have them looking. Like, oh, let's just bury impact and like, cause that would fucking ruin. Like, well, why even have the why even do the thing if you're just going to use no. this to to bury? You're not even competition. You're they're only you're y'all the ones giving them shine. So I don't see them like I see them working together and this being a, compl- a, a collaborative effort in in all aspects. So yeah. yeah I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like I don't see it I don't see it, you know, being you know but you know, the thing is, and I don't care everybody listening to the thing is mm-hmm. really we so preconditioned to WWE having shit like that sitting right in their lap and them fucking up, you know, in the promotional 
you know, situations. Like we seen it, you know, we seen the bad side of it. But what I'm saying is on this one, I feel like Well we seen that what you in a promotion, that, even even like when aces think of aces and eights, even just takeover stuff, period. They're yeah, always they as well. fucking trash. And and WWE had the prime one and just you know, the roster depth didn't allow and this the creative effort on top of it doubled the kind of yeah. doom doom that thing. But even 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 other stuff, even yeah. Oh, we're coming to take over. We're a big faction. We're a big even if it goes yeah. even if it goes fine for a while. Didn't Bully Ray have a have a club or am I thinking is that eight did he just absorb aces and eights? I thought he had his own like Squad in 2012 when I started watching again, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I see it going. I see it going well. Like, you know, booking wise, you know, thing would be, you know, you know, as reading the Observer, I was you know reading about basically what they wanted to do with the Hardys and the you know Young Bucks before Hardy. You know, WWF told them with that big money. Yeah. They were gonna trade the, they were gonna trade the chips, you know, back pretty much for like a whole year, and the blow off would be, you know, each one winning back their chip for their respective, you know, company and all that. And I see them probably following those steps in that blueprint. Well, you know, is that, that halfway true, Mike? If that's halfway like uh, accurate, that means they've had a working professional relationship for well over a year now. Well, um, according to the Bucks, and this is out there mouth, they just did an interview not too long ago. They this is something that they've been wanting to do for a while. Right. Okay. So they got you know So that that, gotta, that bodes well for the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. If this isn't some new fly by night, hey, let's, I got a cool idea. And they're like trying to get people in the same room. Like if they don't have to, if you already, if you have everybody already in the same room and it's just a matter of getting everybody then on the same page and creatively, then that's so much easier than, yeah, trying to slap something together. If it's already slowly been coming, been, excuse me, been coming together over the last year or more. Right. yeah, and there was a plan. Good news. There was a plan with them and the head of the company, which is Omega's manager now. So, so what's the what's the end game for 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 AEW? Is it to absorb Impact? Is it to, for Impact to be there developmental, or is it just for them to like whatever? We don't mind giving this. You know, <laughs> what, did, what did Tony Khan say? We support indie wrestling. To me, to me, the game would be. Like for AEW to send some of these new guys, you know, you got this new team with Baby Rock and the other, you know, the kid that's rapping and all that. Like you got a lot of new stuff going on down there. And it's only but so much, you know, TV time these cats, you know, get exposure. I think it would benefit and it would teach some of them young dudes, you know, to go over there and work with some of the, you know, the impact cats. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Motor City and all that shit. I think it would, I think it would, you know what I'm saying? I think it's more. I I I I think the Good Brothers should be the number one position tag team, not the Motor City Machine Guns. Like just for obvious star power reasons. Like 
Yeah, yeah, Motor City Machine Guns were great, and you know. Yeah, but that was oh, always. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're not as big stars as Gallows and Anderson. Like it's the whole not point. Not I mean, bring exposure and get people watching. I mean, I, I, I I I'm not saying they shouldn't be a part of the the thing, but they should be the tag champs. They should be the, the face of a of Impact's tag division. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of the second tier teams facing machine guns. We already know, like where this is going, like with the whole young Bucks, Gallows, and Anderson. You already know that's that's pretty much going to be a okay. program. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you that also got be. that other team over there, them kids the North. Those those kids are good too. And that Chris Bay cat, like it's, he he got something. It's, it's something with him. Like I what's the team called? Night. The North. Yeah, the North. Who's that? Ethan Page and. Yeah, and the kid that with the headgear like uh, Steiner, but it's the Ethan Page cat that's the, the star of the team. He's the because he got you know the promos and shit like that. And then you know they ladies division hands down they got better women in Impact and AEW. I mean, who the fuck like on the AEW roster wouldn't benefit from having a jazz as a coach, you know? You know what I mean? Shit like that. Mm-hmm. She over there yeah. now too, like, like that would go them drastically. They like they would want somebody mm-hmm. like that to coach they win. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that mm-hmm. been there and, and did it all. Like, I don't think she get the props she deserves either. So you know what I mean? She's always like. No, you know, to be fair, you know, she she was a part of arguably the best, you know, uh, certainly pre-2015 women's division, American women's division. Uh, and, and so when you're in there with the uh, – when Trish and Lita aren't even like – you know, and I'm talking like 04, you know, they yeah. were – you know, it was all about, you know, Victoria and Nikki James and – you know, Trish and Lita were still there, but not as important. It was just, you know, Molly Holly was just such a stacked division. Yeah. And Jazz is a part of that, but, you know, like her and Molly Holly, they're just not going to get. Right. The deal well, I mean, you know, other folks get. Yeah. You know, overall, some interesting shit happening. But my thing is, I hope NXT get it together, yeah. man. You know, maybe with Kerry on Cross and Balor coming back, that should, you know, spool shit up. So they they better knock one out the park with this New Year's Eve shit. What happened New Year's Eve? Yeah, um, New Year's Eve. The sixth, New Year's Eve? Yeah. Is it, um, they were showing it during, like, the War Games um, shit, like the little promo for it. That's going to be there um, next joint. Because I don't think another yeah. War Games is still... You know, sometime next year. So New Year's oh, Evil is going to be New Year's Evil. I believe is the sixth is going to be their special. That's their next big special. Oh, it's a takeover. It's a pay per view. No, it's a, um, it's a TV special. Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you know they're going to stack it. So you know a lot of cats probably coming off of injury and shit like that. You know, which is go time. It's time for Bala. Bala be back tonight, but I don't think that's enough. That AEW throw just stack up tonight. Yeah. 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 Oh, Shaq will be on there too. God damn. Yeah. The Omega 
surprise or whatever you got. Well, he's just probably going to talk. What? Yeah. So he'll just talk yeah, so and, you know, run his mouth. Yeah, what was the best What was the hook he gave at the, at when Josh Matthews, when he said, you got to tune in tomorrow on, on Dynamite? Uh, Omega. Huh? Yeah, because he said he got a surprise. Oh, that yeah, just was a surprise. Okay. I knew it was something basic. Yeah. I just didn't remember. All right. Yeah. Any, any speculation, Mike? I guess you'd be one of the guys that would know as much. Anybody oh, I mean, you probably would. I don't know. If, isn't there a pay-per-view Sunday, the Impact pay-per-view? You might put his own title on the line against, you know, and make it a three-winner with Bay and with um, Swan or some shit like that. Because I could see them giving him the Impact title for a while yeah. just to give it just to give it clout and have a young cat like, you know, Chris Bay beat him or something, you know what I mean, on the back end. To make him a little bit more over and give him a little bit of you know establishment, he'd be a big star. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever if you're gonna did, have Omega win something. their title, it can't be whatever whatever show is just coming up. That's just way too soon, right? Like, no, you it gotta build that up. Have Chris Bay win it and then make issue with you know have him yeah, issue basically know. with uh, Chris Bay and. Uh, Shit, who did have, who's naturally lined up for for Omega on Dynamite? If if not a Moxley rematch, because I don't think they do them automatically. Yeah, I mean, I think he, the, I think him and Moxley does um, Revolution. Like right? that, that goes without saying. Okay. But, you know, to their scale, yeah. To their scale, I believe he does it. And. The end game, you know, it's probably for them to have that relationship back again with New Japan so we can take all these, these titles back there and say, look what I did here. <laughs> and I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me sooner or later for them to have, um, what's the name on their show, too? Um, that? August with that NWA title. That shit wouldn't shock me neither because remember, they got a. Um, Working relationship with those guys too. Mhm. And he has a history of being there. You never see that. I guess you don't think that's just adding too much to it. I think the end game for that is I to mean, make Kenny yeah. the biggest possible fucking star that they could, you know, that they could usher in, and like to have him. Be multi champions for multi companies is like that shit is unheard of. And the companies would be willing to do it because it would AEW is a big on a big enough platform that just being the damn Impact and New Japan or whatever else champion. I mean, whatever platform you guys got. I mean, NWA, they did their shockwave show. That shit was, man, impact is bad. I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't get nothing from it. I mean, they got some talented people there, but I didn't get anything from that show. It's flat. No audience and all that. I mean, I was high on it maybe a few months ago, like throughout the summer. Some of the episodes are good, but I mean, I don't know. To me, 
I mean, but I can see something coming out of maybe a consolidation coming out of one of Because think about it. Everybody can't sustain through this, you know, pandemic. People ain't yeah. going, you know. And, it's, you know, they thrive. Then, you know, cause WWE coming off their most, you know, lucrative period, you know what I mean? Yeah. They ain't got shit to worry about, except for that silly-ass show that come on Monday night. That's the only thing. That show is just, oh, my God. It is almost like looking at 2008 again. Yo, somebody, I saw a meme. It said, uh, it said oh. anesthesia was invented in 1886. <laughs> and it was like doctors before, and doctors in 
in the match. He's more diverse than that. You know what I mean? He probably got better athleticism than the last last done. If he okay. if he ended up on SmackDown, we could be having a whole different a whole different specifically right. with Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yeah. conversation. Yeah. Roman, Roman, yeah. that would be the that would have been just just hovering, too. not even not even, but like that on the uh, if that was just simmering, like ooh, you know that that's that that's that that's gonna you know pop break in the next right. few weeks and months. And then you're just waiting for him to, to pull the trigger. But in the meantime, he'd be strong and, yeah, all that. Yeah, I know. Because they're going to need him for one of those brands. Because for me, it's just striking me the way that Drew Mack keeps tying in the whole Roman thing. It's like, damn, is he going to win the Rumble again and challenge Roman? Like, what, like, what kind of game plan they got going on? Because, you know, he has sporadically mentioned it. He had casually mentioned it, and, you know, I'm going to get back at him, you know, for that shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, they should have been engaged to um, that and Shelton from um, Dan Titus two, two, three weeks ago, last month, they should have gave it to him. Like, all respect to the new day, new day but they ran their course now, man. Right? They were in a course. To me, they should be putting guys over there. Hard, yeah. Hard to go against that, and especially, and I mean, it could be. It's like, okay, we keep the titles on New Day until, you know, or them around that until we have crowds again, and then we go with a new team. But, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, with as good, right. as much good work as her business has done, I think them having more titles would definitely be, be beneficial to what right. everybody built over there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mike, yeah, you got to, uh, you got to, uh, that's it, that's it. Yeah, oh, all right. That's it, that's it, fellas, just, you know, just tune in, stay tuned, you know, I will check in next week, you know what I'm saying? Do that. That's it, you know, you already know, love, all the time. All right, man. Absolutely, Mike. Mike from Brooklyn, everybody. Let's, uh, get into Jabron's email. He chimes in from Vegas. Uh, what's up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. Um, I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast, and he feels the WWE should focus the women's division around Rhea Ripley. He believes that she could be the one that makes the division more credible uh, to the mainstream audience. Uh, because given her size and unique look, he also feels that she could turn her wrestling career into becoming a major superstar in the movie world as well. Oh, my God. Uh, to me, I don't know if she could could do that, but I'm sorry. To me, I don't know if she could do that because they have seemed to cool her off, cooled her off in NXT up to this point. Or I'm sorry, damn punctuation. They cooled her off in NXT. I guess there should have been a stop up to this point. Now that can always change at some point. Of course, You're killing me, Jabron. <laughs> we need to see what she does once she gets to the main roster. My question to y'all is. Uh, do y'all believe WWE should put more focus on her and see if she could be uh, this mainstream wrestler? I just, I just agree. I mean, I certainly, you know, you'd ask me this 12 months ago, I'd have been like, first the one hand shot up in the air. But yeah, they've done, like we talked about in the last segment, they've done a bit of a number on her in the last few weeks just by not having a plan with her. 
you know, it's not like she's been getting on TV and getting beat a bunch. It's just she's just been kind of <clears throat> not doing a bunch. And for somebody that's so as good as she is, her saving grace is that she's like 23, right? And she's the size that she is, presumed. And I say that in that, well, her, hopefully she'll be able to hold up, you know, and have a, a decent length career. And she's not some little thing that you got to worry about necessarily, uh, you know, breaking down at any moment. Anything can happen, obviously, human bodies. Um, but being a mainstream star, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't get that. I'd like her to be a wrestling star first, <laughs> you know, like a real deal wrestling star, which she absolutely can be. You know, I'm all for Rhea Ripley at the top of the women's division, and women of of her ilk and size and skill level. You know, get them all. You know, get them, get get the get the big, powerful, strong women. Uh, at the top of the card, you know, give your division credibility just just phys- by the physicality and how they look. But yeah, I mean, there's so many women on that roster though. That's the one thing about being in a stacked roster. You know, if you're not a you know big fish in a big pond, I could say the same thing about Bianca Belair. I, just, I might say it more as far as, like, the beyond wrestling possibility. I see that more in her, somebody like her. But I want her to be a wrestling star first before we start talking mainstream and movies and, you know. Imagine asking that about Sasha Banks in 2016. Like, hey, could Sasha Banks be like, yeah, maybe, but let her, like, let her become a real wrestling star and make money in wrestling and get this audience to buy her weekend and month in and month out and pay money for her shit. Uh, I'd say the same thing about Rhea. Uh, Jabron continues, I saw a clip today on Bleacher Report with Goldberg on the bump and said Roman ran, he said, Goldberg said Roman ran from him this past WrestleMania. Please tell me WWE is not going to waste another WrestleMania spot on Goldberg. Well, at least on trying to make this match. I see no need at all for this match, only because I believe it does nothing for Roman at this point, because he's already a made man. What are y'all's feeling? Cam, your thoughts? Jim Cornette's such a fucking racist. Listen, what Jabron's leaving out of the thing that he mentioned was that Jim Cornette went on like a three-minute rant about how um, he has too many Asian women's wrestlers. Mm. Like, and Ryan Lass was like, "Yeah, actually, they don't." Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know, like, I don't know what show like, you're watching, but they don't. How deep does it run? Like, I th- we both think Ray, Ray Ripley's like really good in the ring and like is really good yeah. at her character. So, you mean to tell me that like NXT has too many Asian women's wrestlers? in the same way that AEW had, in Jim Cornette's words, a bunch of, like, interchangeable, non-charismatic Asian women's wrestlers. Um, well, that's for Ray Ripley. 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 Okay. Even if you, no, you are. It's what you do. But the okay, second half true, of it is, though. even so, if that is, even both things are true. But listen, 
even if they're true, what's the second half of it? So Rhea Ripley, with this Australian accent, right? Mm. Tell me a big female Australian movie star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, no. She can be mainstream. (laughs) (laughs) So she can be a big mainstream star, but like these Japanese women can't even lead a wrestling show because there's too many of them. It's such bullshit. Like, it's such bullshit. I didn't even think about it. Her being Australian and and he didn't think about it. He didn't think about it. He saw a big. I think that as far as he didn't straight up get like, who the fuck want to see Rhea Ripley in a movie? Like, oh yeah, also she's fucking Australian because you're not a racist. He just oh, well. he just disguises the racist shit he says clever mm-hmm. enough to where smart people like you would be like, No, I think he has a point. Here's what well, he's trying okay. to say. No, he said that bullshit. Oh God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he's so fucking slimy, I swear to God. Um I also I don't care about Goldberg and Roman and I hope we never see it again. Like the fact that people spent like two days calling me an AEW mark. <laughs> It's just so funny because I'm just so critical of old guys, no matter who they work for. You're just old. Doesn't matter what umbrella you're wait, 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 you're wait, old, wait. and you can't do it. Or a WWE mark, not an AEW mark. But oh, you know, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but no, just old people in general should go home. That's what they should do. One None of, of them are good. There is no need to. Don't don't don't, don't be don't be uh 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 who's Papu's wife? Fuck! Why why all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I know. Don't be Remy Ma in two thousand four talking about all rappers should retire after thirty. <laughs> no, no, I, but no, all wrestlers should probably retire after like fifty three. Like they probably should. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not even about being cool anymore. It's about can you function in this environment in a way that's still presentable. Like, very few of you can. You're old. You washed up. You're terrible. And when you weren't good in the first place, like, and granted, I'm somebody who was a Goldberg fan. Like, the mystique, the aura, the impact of Goldberg. I'm with all that. But when you actually weren't good to start, you're, like, not going to all of a sudden find the smart things to do to extend your career. You're not, not like MVP, you know, who wrestles in spurts, gets in there, does, like, the striking stuff um, that's probably a bit easier on your body. When Goldberg want to be strong and spear people and jackhammer him when he can't do it. Like, fuck all that shit. No, you're old. Go home. It's a wrap for you. Yeah, but the WWE is like, he's going to be a super showdown 12, no doubt. Like, that happens. I'm aware of that much. All right, let's head out to uh, let's head out to the desert. Let's talk to uh, Brian out in Phoenix. Uh, Brian, what's happening, man? What up? Hey, Travis. Hey, Cam. I, both, I hope you both have a real good night. Thanks a lot for having me on. I always appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm always in Cam's corner, and that Sting stuff was just incredible. As soon as uh, Cam maybe does the one tweet, next thing you know, you know, five hours later, he's still getting chased after. <laughs> They're relentless about the guy who doesn't love them back. It's amazing. Relentless. Um, so I'm not a, as I've told both of you before, Trav and Cam, I'm not an AEW guy, 
I'm actually mm-hmm. on DVR tonight because I want to see this Sting, um, Tony Schiavone interview. And I okay. went back and watched the um, It's Sting, uh, Tony Schiavone coming out, and everybody going crazy for Sting, first time being on TNT in, you know, what, almost 20 years. But interesting thing, I'm going to go back to um, way back in the past. And I was thinking about this earlier today, Trav, that um, Jim Ross, if, if Sting does have a match, I'll say it this way, if, uh, if Sting does have a match, Jim Ross hasn't announced a Sting match since 1993, right to January of 1993 to be more specific. And because, um, of course, Jim Ross uh, left to the WWE uh, at that time, I'm sorry. And, you right. know, um, he didn't do any Sting matches when Sting was in WWE. And the thing about it, Trav, is that for us old-timers, is that, as we all know, I mean, you have the old-timer, this Sting came up in the UWF and then transitioned when WCW fought the uh, UWF or NWA on uh, UWF. But those early days, Jim Ross was a huge proponent of Sting. So, you know, most of us now know about, you know, Stone Cold, Stone Cold that uh, Jim Ross does. But if you go back to the late 80s, he, between the two people that Jim Ross was the most was Sting and then Steve Williams as well, Dr. Death. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting if um, Sting does have a match and if, if Ross calls it because, again, it's been, you know, Ex, uh, 25 years. Yeah, since he's actually called the thing that. 27 so, years. As a wrestling geek, to me, that's just interesting because back in those days, I mean, Jim Ross was always, I mean, not all, but he was a huge thing guy. Um, Trav, when you first came on the air, you talked about that um, elite uh, toy war game ring that yeah. um, they showed. And I, if I was a kid, I would have begged my mom and dad to get that. That just really did look nice, you know, and it does. Uh, as an adult, um, some, some money I could spend, I would, I would buy one, but I'm not that uh, I'm a geek, but it's not that much of a geek. But that, that, that's that much, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a there's a, and I think I posted it on the uh, on the uh, East Coast Cats Instant Torch back two years ago or whatever, but a kid made his own. I think it was a hell in a cell. It wasn't war games, but he like reconstituted some of the parts that comes with those toys, but then he built on it because they're never big enough. Like you put the wrestler in the middle of the ring, he takes up like a third of the ring. It's, it's not real to scale. He made his to scale with a ramp and everything is, uh, it's really cool. But that thing, that elite, that, that the toy that they're advertising was, Really damn sweet. Yeah, you're right. It never seemed like those rings are big enough for like how big the uh, the, the wrestlers the wrestlers they have. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna bring up a topic, and then I want your uh, I'll ask you a question about this. So yeah. when Kevin Owens turned face, and you know, um, you know, did he really? T- I mean, he just transitioned, let's say, for, you know, because he was feuding with uh, Sami Man at the time. When he turned face, I was totally against it, and I know I mentioned it on the East Coast. East Coast cap, trying to have about about when Cam and Travis get me to say about it because yeah. um, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that you know I never knew Kevin Steen. I only knew him with Kevin Owens when he first showed up at, at uh, in NXT. So I don't know if he's ever been a face or not. But I like it that I like that he has been a heel the entire time he's been in WWE, and I just like a character just being a total. You know, now we have you know shades of gray, and we have people turning back and forth all the time. I just like that he was a heel the entire time. But, but he hated him, I knew. 
I'm sorry. He, he got there I in 2015. Even when he wasn't a heel, he was still like a jerk. You know what I mean? Like he was still, he was never like likable per se, like as a character. Right. He did face stuff. But I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's likable now, like feuding against Roman? I think because Roman's so such a dick. So like I think he's likable. <laughs> Okay. I do also like to he'll admit that, hey, you know, in the past I would have turned on um Otis, you know, 'cause I, I don't you know, I don't play well with others. I like how he, he self identifies how he used to be and now how mm. he's different. And, you know, and I like how he approached Daniel Bryan and said, Hey, we should team up sometime, even though they had a you know he attacked remember when Daniel Bryan came back, he attacked Daniel in the ring. So, um but my um I was gonna say that I think Caleb is doing such a great job as being a face, and I really appreciate that. So my question to both of you, uh, Travis and Cam, is that can you name a, for instance, a time where a person did change or go from face to heel or heel to face, and you were really against it when you first saw it or heard about it? So if you can uh, consider that and think about that question, I'll hang on and listen. I will send an email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. And Travis and Cam, I hope you both have a good night. Hi to Rich and hi to Craig. And as always, uh, Trav, again, thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hold up. Kyle go send me a message. Is there something wrong with my line? I should be on hold still. Yeah, I see you. You got to wait your motherfucking turn. <laughs> see what happened when wow. you up with the preferential treatment? He was not ready for that. <laughs> it's, it's something wrong with the line. We he was not you prepared for that. Or, or maybe we won't, but... <laughs> Um, so was the crux of the question um, one that we were against, but then it turned out like, oh, uh, that's yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. I, I think it wasn't necessarily the, the the turn itself that I was against, but I remember not liking Chris Jericho when he first showed up at WWF, but then when he turned. Uh, well, he was always heel, but when he 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 uh, went real, it was like when they shoved him in after like three months, and then they shoved him in the mid in the mid card, and then he uh, put Road Dog uh-huh. through through a table twice, and he just like hurt the guy's back, and then he it's like his extra turn is what got me liking him. I don't know if a turn that I didn't like, and then it kind of. Any pop out to you that you were against, like ah, oh, this they're turning this guy face or turning this guy heel, but then it worked. Um, I couldn't. I'm like I'm thinking offhand. I can't really think of anybody who you know was turned. Like it was time for John Cena to turn. It was time for Batista to turn. Um, even though with the John Cena turn, you knew that. Uh, as soon as he stopped wearing throwbacks, and even though he was a face then, as soon as he stopped wearing throwbacks and started to wear his merch, you were like, well, they're going to change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a Randy Orton turn in there, like SummerSlam 04. You know, it just and, and that was more like I watch what you did with him over the next month and two months and three months, and he just does not function well as a face. Certainly not, not at 24 when he was just wasn't ready, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he just didn't even know himself. If you don't know yourself, it's easy to be a jerk and be a bad guy and kind of still be realistic, or not realistic, but be, you know, marketable and all that stuff. If you're just trying to go out there as a baby face and, like, yeah, it's, that's it's because it's just easier to be a heel and easier to be a bad guy. Uh, um, I think Edge's turn in 04, when he turned on Michaels, I remember it being a big deal because of the Michaels feud with Triple H. Like, oh, he's like finally going to do it. And then Edge kept him from doing it. Like, motherfucker. But that obviously turned into money. It turned into ratings changing money four months later or not four months later. That was the end of 04. I guess a year and two or three months later. You know, Edge was literally moving the needle. He was the first guy that really... Remember he had that, that... Sex celebration, and he was the champion, and popped a big rating. People were finally so happy seeing him wasn't champion anymore. And then, like three weeks later, they put the belt back, back on Cena. Yep, right back down. So, so I didn't necessarily think the Edge turn was going to work, but it turned into uh, turned into uh, a lot, a lot of success. That's why I'm going to go with. All right, Mr. Impatient over here said to uh, Newark and talk to Kylan. Kylan, what's happening? What up? Phew. Not much, Calvin. <laughs> uh, how are you and Cam doing this week? How are you What's on your mind? Not much. I, I, I was I was scared something was wrong on our end. They they do they do know I'm still here in case they run out of calls and right. <laughs> uh, oh boy! All right, we'll tell you about it. We do got to um, speed it up now. So, in, in, in case you ha- in case you haven't done it yet, please make sure you go and watch the. Keith Lee documentary. Yeah, Mike also suggested that, so it might be some uh, um, worth having to check out. They've been running it, so. Mauro Ronaldo also did a very insightful interview with PostWrestling.com about why he left WWE for the second time. Mm, okay. And he, he thanked and also nicely blasted Vince McMahon for changing announce teams on him several times and making his his mental health not good. Yeah. All right. Well, at least he's not uh, afraid, you know, out of the company to, you know, to 
be able to uh, speak his mind. And he said something that really struck me toward the end. He said that he feels as though Triple H is being forced to do a lot of things that he doesn't necessarily want to do in the next and it's not necessarily all his vision. Yeah, I, I I think that's easy to see. I don't think anybody that's been watching the last six months, the last year specifically, uh, I, I think that's just a, that's obvious. I, I think the pushback would be fight harder to keep your vision intact. Right? If this is your baby, why are you letting your toddler be treated like this? <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Why, why are you allowing bad influences around your fucking five-year-old? Or whatever, however old NXT is and Triple H is out his baby. So, as much as he, that's a, a true thing, like, yeah, that ain't all Triple H. He's being influenced. Uh, or not influenced. He's being probably pressured or if not forced to do certain things to have certain things on, on, on his show, quote unquote, his show. I think you, you could say, Hey, maybe so fight harder to keep the, to stop the bullshit. Isn't that about being part of being a leader? It's like standing up for what you believe in, even if it's, you know, Maybe he's like, this ain't the battle I'm trying to fight, fan. Like, I'm playing the long game. And we're just not seeing the big the picture that he sees because, you know, we're fans and watching from the comfort of our homes. Uh, but he could be thinking about, as he should, two, three years from now. I, 20 years I from now when Vince, when Vince finally dies. I think that... I think that's pretty much what he's trying to do because think about it. He he had all of, like, the best people in the history of this business booking for Shawn Michaels, William Regal, Terry Taylor, Road Dog, Road Dog's brothers. Um, well, um, I mean... I'm not sure. Yeah, Shawn Michaels has done some good stuff as a wrestler, and and there's some evidence that in the last few years since he's been uh, directly with or indirectly with AE or, or NXT, he's had some good creative stuff. Uh, some not so good stuff like the, his fingerprints on some matches, on some finishes. But Terry Taylor and uh, Road Dog, Road Dog's brother. I don't know if these are, you know. Hitters wrestling creativity and lasted twenty years, but I, I see the point you're trying to make. They certainly have the resources and they have the the, the minds and enough of them. And he has, uh, you know, if he's like that, put the team. He, you know, he put a team. He put his team together, regardless what you think of the certain individual parts of the team. You know, he put that team together. Sean, Sean Michaels is is in charge of NXT UK, which Darrell writes 
charity place, you and Trav, to that charity place of, um, I ain't even saying their name because they're walking charity. Like y'all don't know what they do for AEW. Free charity. Oh, then you play Kate in the mic acting like that's a good idea that they doing oh, anything. Man. A place that just did a murder mystery where somebody got shot live in the um, charity zone. Get the hell out of here. Then that would make me laugh. When people think you yeah. can't you can't criticize WWE then gonna come out or any other place, WWE AEW, but then come out and say, um, it's good to work with that charity place when they just did a fucking murder mystery. And, and they've been a charity place that don't pay people um for um decades and the reason why you would never have a uh, legitimate number two is because of um that place right there and the Decade of horribleness that they did in the but, charity zone. Well, we have a legitimate number two now, and that legitimate number uh, two is seemingly doing their best to make working a legitimate with, um, number working three. With a charity. They working with a charity place. <laughs> yeah. They working with a charity place. The One, charity zone. If you hang with a crackhead, then at best you ain't. You charity, can't, the you charity place has been on the, the A block of every wrestling hey, show. Hey, crackheads, crackheads, roaches, crackheads, roaches in that charity place gonna live, outlive everybody. So no, no, right. you don't look good if you got crackheads in the If any of your homeboys crackheads and, and and especially if you know they crackheads and you see a hangout with them, that makes you look bad. <laughs> So, I all I hear is Terrell don't care about his 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 uh, drug addicted friends. He gives up on them. Damn right. Yeah, I ain't I ain't do money. I ain't do money, bro. It didn't work. Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> you, I ain't do money, brothers people. <laughs> fuck that shit. Excuse my language, but fuck all that. <laughs> no do money, brothers people. You get your crackhead ass on. Mm-hmm. Ain't no shame in um letting them go. But um yeah man. Listen to y'all and that then Cam gonna go on a, a rant by Jim Cornette, but don't talk about it. But um play Kate into that chair to play yeah, like they do anything. Alright. Yeah, but yeah. Bringing up anything <laughs> but talk more shit about them. But it's over with, man. I'm with it. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I came to um, finish it off by talking shit. Y'all giving it love, so I'm giving it the respect that it's supposed to get. And that's a charity case. <laughs> uh, full of people who just in there uh, making money and uh, trying to make money. We don't even know if they get their payday. Excuse yes, us for covering, covering the major events in wrestling. Uh, in wrestling I wish TV. that was major. I wish that was major. That's like Ann one having a um, having controversies and Covering it like it's gonna be rolling on on Sports Center at eight o'clock, like it was number one story. Get out of here. <laughs> That's and that and one. But one question I would ask y'all: How do y'all feel about um, let's say um, WB putting all their movies on that um despicable place? Wait, what happened on what HBO Max? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the internal pressure is, but man, I mean, there's no places to put your movies, man. If you really want that movie to come out, if you don't want to sit on them, 
I don't know what else you can do. Like, movie theaters ain't going to be around for a while. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not feasible. So, would you would you recommend sitting on them? Killer Cross. Um, no, not sitting on them, but um, for all people who talking about um talking bullshit about um the um what people come helping them people finna lose their money. They already told um them people who signed those deals and they get five percent or whatever the gate is and stuff like that. Um, they just told them nope, y'all ain't getting no money. Where is the um union at the um getting them people like Gil Gadot? All them, they money. Yeah, the all those people are going to be perfectly okay. Like for something that I don't follow as close as 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 you do, and then when I hear it, hear it with the not when they uh, had them come to the of of, of a yeah, movie that's supposed to have been done that that people been saying that was done, but they had them shoot hours of reshoots of a movie that ain't um, that was never done. And that was a farce talking about a Zack Snyder cut. And they didn't get paid for that to come in to shoot that. Or somebody yeah. like her who didn't get her I upfront mean, money. Yeah, if they're not getting paid, they should trash. Like, there, there's no way around that part. Right. Then they, they should fucking paid. sue to get, their, to get paid. If they got a contract and that contract wasn't honored, that seems pretty cut and dry. But beyond that, I ain't. Man, contract ain't nothing but a piece of paper that um can be wiped wiped up somebody's ass and um shit it on. So <laughs> we live in a we live in America. <laughs> Come on. No cap. <laughs> we had a president who don't give a fuck about us um dying out here laughing at people in Germany for them having the highest date of um COVID death. But then gonna tweet about a doctor um, who was um, being real and talking about that was fake. How did you get? Darrell got a lot on his mind, man. Yeah, you gotta hear him quick, but I'm gonna let go, man. How are you out here? Eleven minutes after the hour. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I get, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Classic Darrell Paul boy. I tell you. Um, all right. Well, that does it for us here this week. Um, you getting uh, um, cyberpunk cam? Uh, I think so. Eventually, I'm not in like eventually, a rush okay. to get it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Got that shit on down. I think four hours, four hours away. Yeah. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. It drops uh, a bit. Yeah, I got the preload, so yeah. it's on, I got it downloaded, so I can play it at midnight or uh, eleven. So yeah, I might I might wait till I might wait till a patch or two drops. I'm um I just started mm-hmm. Mass Effect three again like yesterday, so I'm good. When I realize I don't need new games, I can keep playing <laughs> the old games, and like that would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Boy, it was good for me, man. It was good for me. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. I'll see you on Saturday. I haven't told you about Saturday, but I'll see you on Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll be Saturday. So, uh, so yeah. So that does it here for uh, the pre-show. Uh, VIP folks, click over. Rich and I'll be back for probably a solid 
hour because as soon as 11 o'clock Central hit, I'm getting off the goddamn call and I'm going to play Cyberpunk because I got work in the morning, so I got to squeeze as many hours in tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, VIP folks, ride's over. Uh, we'll be back next week. So yeah, for Cam, I'm Trav, and uh, we out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.